Hi, this is Tim Sanders, founder of the Omnia Radiation Balancer, and I'm honored to have been a guest on the Journey to Truth show. Now with phone radiation, most people think that because they can't feel anything, nothing is happening. But the reality is that this radiation is causing a lot of stress and damage in your body, and your brain doesn't register that it's happening. The likelihood is that you'll only find out about it when this continuous stress shows up in the body as disease. And this is backed up by well over 10,000 peer-reviewed studies showing that EMF causes serious diseases when they tested it on rats. The Omnia Radiation Balancer removes this stress. It's proven to balance the blood, it brings perfect crystalline structure to water, and our kinesiology muscle tests show that the body goes super strong when you stuck it on your phone. And it works with 5G. You just order enough patches to cover every radiating device in your home and you're done. It lasts forever. But to be clear, let's not get complacent. We must all stop 5G together. So big thanks and big love to Tyler and Aaron. Click on the link below and you can quickly and permanently bring balance back to your body. Thank you. Ready, Aaron? Ready? Nope. Hey guys, you're listening. <laughs> hey guys, you're listening to Journey to Truth podcast tonight. We are joined by Kate Awakening, and just to clarify, that is her real last name, <laughs> but she had to change her first name from Great to Kate so people wouldn't get confused. <laughs> so, just to get that out of the Miss way. Miss Awakening. Yeah, Miss yeah. Awakening. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, anyway, if you don't know Kate, she has a YouTube channel called Kate Awakening. She talks about current, current updates, uh, current events, cue drops, uh, just anything to do with the Great Awakening that's taking place right now that is leading to our ascension and all of the above. And it's really awesome. She goes live t every Tuesday, I believe it is. Yep. Uh, which I'm sure everybody listening to this already knows that, but for the odd chance somebody doesn't, you should go check it out. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to the show, Kate. Thank welcome, you. Actually, welcome, back. welcome back. Yeah, we had Kate on episode That's right. episode twenty seven, and I feel like we we have all evolved and grown so much since then. So uh, it's just, yeah, let's hope so. What number is this, by the way? Do you guys know? Seventy. Seventy. That's so crazy! I knew there was going to be a seven in it. Really? Nice. <laughs> <sighs> yep. All right. Well, that's a good sign, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, so welcome to the show. How's it going over there? Good. By the way, that's incredible. That's a lot of shows and you guys are killing it. And I'm Thank you. super proud of you. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's been yeah. once a week. Actually, there's been more than that. We have like our pop-up podcasts and other stuff too. So, but uh, right. yeah, it's, it's a commitment, but it's totally worth it there's nothing we'd rather be doing so yeah. yeah for sure get that yeah so let's jump right in did you uh have you looked into this power outage that happened yesterday at all yeah so a little bit uh the way that i saw it explained made it seem a little less kind of titillating than i originally when i saw the map i was like oh my gosh this is incredible this is a major outage across all of these platforms but the way that I saw it um, explained was that it was primarily a T-Mobile 
outage. And then when T-Mobile was having the outage, all of the T-Mobile users who were trying to access these different sites started reporting that those sites weren't working because their T-Mobile service wasn't working. So I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't looked into it much, but what are you guys seeing on that? Well, I definitely think that, well, first of all, the map that they they showed with it was just a Google image. It had it wasn't an accurate accurate map because uh, I looked into that. So it was right. just a map to like kind of spread fear. You know, it wasn't as bad as that. Uh, I think I heard a lot more shutdown. Like, uh, like um, I wrote some of them down: T-Mobile, Facebook, Instagram, Fortnite, uh, Spectrum, Comcast, all that. And I know Anonymous tweeted about it. You know, Anonymous. Oh yeah. So what what are your thoughts on him? Is that deep state or because originally I think Anonymous was a white hat, but then it was infiltrated and now it's deep state. That's what it looks like. It's really hard to know because you get, it's easy to get, when you see somebody doing something good, um, you know, all of these different limited hangouts that we think about, um, it's hard to imagine putting out good information or doing, uh, you know, putting out good information that's going to wake people up if it's a PSYOP or if it's controlled opposition or whatever it is. Uh, But they do do that. And it's actually, it's actually brilliant because once they do that, they command the information, they control the information and they'll take you only as far as they want to take you and they will stop short. So now I've seen tweets from that account going back to 2012, uh, aligning themselves with Antifa. So that made me, really? yeah, that made me question it big time. I mean, I found, and it wasn't just me, I was, other people were finding it and I was tweeting them, but um, got at least eight or nine tweets where they were um, aligning themselves with Antifa saying they were Antifa. So that was strange to me. Uh, obviously, a lot of us, we're very excited by the thought of anonymous and this kind of uh, shadow power that was out there and was going to kind of um, like vigilante justice or whatever. But I don't know. Uh, now, obviously, either they started off bad or they've been taken over. But either way, at this point, I don't trust them. And that's why I think this power outage was a deep state attack because of the fact that anonymous was one of the very first people this is how we heard about it and then the he, anonymous tweeted that the, the u.s is currently under attack a ddos attack or whatever that is um so the fact that he's the one pushing that tells me that you know they're trying to create some type of distraction or some type of fear yeah that's for sure i mean even just the fact that i've seen them recently push documents as though they've they've just uncovered these documents or they're just releasing it. Meanwhile, these are documents I saw with my own eyeballs like a year and a half ago. So they're like, why are you lying? Yeah, <laughs> you ain't got to lie. If you're real, you don't have to lie about that stuff. So there are a lot of red flags to me about that particular account. And yeah, that um that could have been a deep state, you know, DDoS, or I also was seeing that it wasn't a DDoS. I don't know. I need to look into that more. But I know that a lot of us are kind of waiting for these, you know, three to 10 days of blackout and 
for yeah. communications to go down. So we're all kind of hyper aware of these when stuff like that happens. And so it gets exciting. But I feel like we've had several of these kind of throughout the last year or so. Yeah. And it, well, it was an attack from multiple locations because I, you know, oh. I read that. So obviously that makes it harder to track. But I also heard that it simultaneously was... It just so happened to be like there were specific companies like supposed to be rolling out some form of 5G and it happened just during that time. I don't know. You don't know what to believe in, you know, but just keep, right. yeah, just keep eyes on it. But, yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. So what else you got for us? Tell us what's going on. <laughs> no <laughs> what pressure. You, Want me to what, tap dance? What do you know? Tell us. <laughs> I know nothing. That is the crux of literally everything. The more I find out, the more I realize I don't know. Yeah. Ain't that just it? That, that is the truth. That's well, I mean, and and admitting that we don't know shit is also important because if you walk around claiming that you know everything, it just leads you nowhere. Yeah, I've actually been kind of tuning out a little bit with, you know, I, I stay on top of the current events and it really started to get to me, especially with, with everything that's, I mean, there's just so much ugliness and it's really hard to keep a positive outlook on things and it's hard to keep, you know, your, just your, your own energy going when you're looking into all of this. So I kind of unplugged a little bit, obviously I have to stay tuned in um, somewhat because of my Tuesdays. I actually skipped my last Tuesday live, but I'm going to be doing my live tonight. Um, and so, you know, wherever I can find comedy, like via Chaz and the garden that they tried to grow, that was endless laughter for me. <laughs> I don't that know if you guys saw that. It was unbelievable. Well, they, they already destroyed, somebody already destroyed that garden too. Like it was already, really? yeah. If somebody Rest in peace to the three salads that that garden yeah. made. <laughs> yeah. That whole it would have fed three people. For, <laughs> yeah, for, for a month. lunch. For, yeah, <laughs> maybe. They put down carpet, cardboard, and then topsoil, and like didn't even fully bury the. I mean, it was just. Yeah, they just like food. laid the plants on yeah. top of it. Yeah, those, those roots <laughs> like, are really gonna take. That's good enough. <laughs> that whole thing reminds me of an old Family Guy episode where Peter creates his own. Uh, I guess it's his own country called Pretoria. <laughs> and, you know, but he just basically barricades his home and creates his own civilization there and does all that kind of stuff. And it's just ridiculous. Uh, but it, that's what it reminds me of. They have that pink unicorn flag, their mountain in the trash can. In the overflowing trash can. That, that was actually a Photoshop. Oh, was <laughs> oh, it really? Was yeah, it? that was a, that was, it was still Antifa, but that picture was from 2018. Um, I actually put that one up myself and I had to clarify it because, you know, it's so interesting because we have memers now that are so good at what they do. They make things look so realistic. It really is hard to tell like what's real and what's not. And so things will get, get created kind of just to be funny, but you really can't tell. Um, I mean, obviously something like that isn't a big deal either way. I mean, it's just a funny, it's a flag, whatever we can, we can spread it and we can share it and, we can laugh about it. Uh, but some of these things, you know, people really do fall. Sometimes it is so obviously a Photoshop and I will, I have a friend that's a memer. He's like incredible. Um, but he, 
you know, he doesn't try to make things look realistic. He'll put people's heads on other people's bodies and stuff like that. And it's obviously a joke. I feel like they're obviously a joke, but I will still see like five to 10 people comment on underneath it. Is this real? This can't be real. Or like they're just, they have this cognitive dissonance where like, they're just, they think they're they're seeing something real and it's just, it blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah. I like how you said he's a memer, like it's a profession. Oh yeah, it is a profession. It's not a profession. It's not. It is. Yeah. It I, is professional. Dude, destroyed my Well, I'm going to create dreams. an online course then. You should. <laughs> it's so important. Like it's it it it's so dumb, but at the same time it is really genius and it kind of goes back to like I was think I was talking to my mom about this the other day about the the kind of evolution of language and how we communicate with each other. And how we probably started out more telepathic and could communicate and were more, we didn't even really need empathy because we could literally just connect to each other's thoughts and feelings. And then, you know, as things advanced and as we also at the same time, you know, like our pineal glands are moving further back into our brain, our skulls are solidifying more. We also have the these, um, you know, cabal factions that are, uh, throughout history, basically thwarting our uh, evolution and taking some of these things away from us. And so we see these things kind of pop up here and there as far as telepathy and like people being able to bend spoons with their mind and like all of these little things that I call party tricks, right? Because we, people can kind of tap into them, but um there's not really a a mastery of, you know, for the most part, there's not a mastery of these things. And maybe at this point in our evolution, we should have a mastery of these, uh, mastery of these things. Maybe we should be able to, all of us, um, communicate telepathically, et cetera. And maybe it's like that Jurassic Park thing, life finds a way. Um, that's how like the internet got created. We found this like artificial, way to do something to connect with people around the world um and memes kind of tap into that q q talks about the importance of memes not only just to get around the algorithms online uh that they use to censor us but also uh they are very powerful it's so much more than words because you can look at words you can listen to somebody's words and you can take them a million different ways but you look at a picture you look at a meme and especially using humor it does open up a part of the brain. Um, so I think that they're, I think they're really important and also yeah. super goofy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if you see a good one, you immediately screenshot it and send it to other people. So you, you don't do that with, it can go viral. Yeah. It, exactly. It, it can bypass people's like conscious, um, egos, you know, or like they're, if they're reading something and they're like, Oh, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, whereas like you just see a meme and it's like, yeah, it, put, it kind of just it's, bypasses the ego. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Exactly. It That's such a good point. I do have memes. friends sharing me, me memes with me that would not typically be sharing that content with me. Like they wouldn't share something that was like anti Joe Biden, for example. But like they'll share a meme with, meme with me that's like making fun of him. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, exactly. and, and they're also great for our current attention span at this point in our civilization. Yeah, uh, because it's this short you know and uh man the whole telepathic thing you know i think like you said we were once telepathic but we got away from that 
because of the chemtrails and the GMOs and the mainstream narrative and every other form of programming, MK Ultra, mind control, whatever. That's been the whole purpose of the cabal is to mm-hmm. get us away from that. And then to push this whole agenda that they're going for right now, obviously. But I think once we do, once we do win this fight, I think we're going to get back to that. Definitely. Yeah. You can even start practicing telepathy. If you really are focusing on decalcifying the pineal gland and doing whatever spiritual practices you might do, but have that intent and practice with somebody as far as telepathy goes, I really do think you'll start seeing results. Yeah, I like that idea. And it is true. If we were connected, I mean, gosh, think about all the people that we look at right now. We just want to shake them and be like, wake up. If they could just spend like 10 minutes roaming around my brain <laughs> and see some of the things that I've seen and, and, and have experienced some of the things that I've read and experienced and all of that, it would be an instantaneous uh, wake up of, the, of society. And if we were all connected like that, there's no way that this tiny uh, fraction, uh, this little tiny like, you know, group of people that rule the world, there's no way that would be happening. We would all be like, no, <laughs> collectively. If, if yeah. we were at that level, no one would be really allowed to lie because it's just yeah. all on the table. So no one, this, this wouldn't even be happening. Their cabal, deep state, their whole plan, their tricks wouldn't work. Yeah. Right. Which they don't anyway, by the way. Not anymore. It's, it might mm-hmm. seem like they're getting us, but we know how this ends. We, we know how this ends. Right now, I think they're basically just improvising. To be honest, the George Floyd event might have been the last, uh, the last planned thing that they had. But, and now it's the fog of war. Everything, they don't even know what they're doing. So for us to sit here and dissect every single little move isn't really worth our energy at this point. We need to be focusing on the more important stuff, you know, the, the brighter future. And yeah. don't, don't get drawn into that lower energy, that lower frequency. Uh, that they want, they're they're causing these trigger events to trigger our emotions, and it brings up unhealed traumas. You know, why do we get mad about something? We've talked about this before. It's it's not about something currently. It's because you might have something that happened to you when you were ten that you've never healed before, and that's coming forward, and you're taking it out. So they have these trigger events, and then it turns us into triggers where we start triggering each other, and then their work is done. And they just yeah. sit back and put their feet on the table, smoke a cigar, and laugh, watch the show. You know, so it's just—I don't know. You want to add to that? <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, effers. That's all I want to say. Yeah, they. I mean, they're. You know, I think they—they they knew. They're this year, like they is. They have to do everything, whatever they have left, because they know. If, once Trump gets reelected, those next four years, I mean, they're they're just done completely. I mean, if they weren't already, because um, you know, Q says you're watching a movie, and like basically, he he's been alluding to the fact that it's already been game over. We're just watching it play out, which I actually kind of believe, um, and we're just kind of seeing the, these little things that they have left to throw out there, and the Corona. I'm not sure whether the coronavirus thing whether they the alliance let that happen or it slipped through the cracks or what but um 
I mean, obviously it wasn't nearly as bad as they're trying to, they're pushing it to be and making it out to be. There's, yeah, that's, to me, that's the, that's, there's so many things that point to the fact to me that they're, they don't have any power to really do any, anything substantial. They just get, they're, they're kind of just like going out kicking and screaming at this point. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to be able to prevent Trump from getting reelected. I just don't, I don't see that at all. No, I don't so, I mean, you saw me, it's like they're done. Did you already. see the, the Trump boat parades that happened all over the country? Yeah. When has that ever happened for a president ever? I mean, it's true. The, so many things. Yeah. The amount of people registering for and the, like the, the Tulsa rally is like a million people trying yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the most recent things was the, the silent majority tweet from um from President Trump. And I remember when I first, well, I remember when he first got elected and kind of being on social media was a nightmare because you just felt like you were one person in a sea of hatred and division. And like, it seemed like everybody thought the opposite of what I thought. And now it is like the tides have completely turned. Yeah. And you can feel it. You can see it. You can go to these tweets that's why I love Twitter so much. It's like real time being able to see what the conversation is going is in the world. You're seeing not only the 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 thoughts and words of, you know, world leaders and celebrities and politicians, et cetera, et cetera, but you're seeing the conversation underneath it. You're seeing what people have to say about it. And it is completely different than what it was a couple of years ago. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think when we had Alex Patu on, he's a Navy veteran, but he made a good point. He said, think about 9-11 and how long it took for people to really start questioning what happened there. And then think about COVID and then think about how long it took people to start questioning that. Instant, yeah. Instantaneously. Yeah. There was no, they did, they can't fool us. It's over. It's just a matter of it all playing out. Yeah. Well, it's, it's true. When 9-11 happened, the conspiracy and the truth or movement or community was a lot, lot, lot smaller than it is now. Yeah. 20 years ago. Um, totally. And, and a lot, I feel like in the last like 10 years, it's really exploded. Uh, I mean, I woke up in 2012 and even at that time it was way smaller and I saw it kind of just like grow and grow and grow until what it is now. Like there's, and even, even people that don't call themselves, you know, aren't in the community or whatever, like, I'm seeing way more people than ever before question like everything. Like they're not just immediately accepting everything. Like, I mean, there are obviously still a lot of people doing that, but uh, there are a lot of people that are like, there's so many things that have come out over the years that, and obviously with the Epstein, that was huge. Oh yeah. People are finally becoming (laughs) uh, skeptical. Skeptical and less just naive, I guess yeah. is a good way to put it in general. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's over with. Everybody just, and that's what we can do. Like everybody's sitting at home. What can we do right now? Don't go out and protest. Just constantly, constantly, uh, what am I trying to say? Constantly expose them. Yeah. Constantly mm-hmm. call them out. And just, you don't have to go anywhere to do that. You are probably are more effective online right now than if yeah. you were to go out in the streets. For sure. I mean, you think about consent and the element of that and how important that is to them actually being able to achieve and pull these things off. And even if you just 
get one other person to be to start questioning you have literally doubled your power as a human being on this earth you have yeah, just yeah. multiplied and then that person might multiply and then you might multiply again and so you know yeah. exactly it becomes exponential that's why this 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 great awakening is hap is happening so quickly and i do think like especially with the uh, epstein thing what I was seeing mostly from, from everybody wasn't, is this true or is this not true? It's, I know this isn't true. Yeah. And they had different theories for why that is, but they're like, I know they're lying to us. Everyone, I just don't know like, come for on. sure why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like really, it was like a collective, like really. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, I was one of those people that completely fell for the 9-11 narrative. I was just oh, like, I, dirt, dirt. Yeah, I think well, I most too. people did. I mean, I was uh, yeah, way too young. Yeah, yeah. almost everyone. Well, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah I was 14. <laughs> so. um. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were young. Yeah. Yeah, youngish. Young enough. Young, young enough. Dumb yeah. enough. Dumb enough, certainly. Yeah, so so let's talk about your age. No, I'm just Yeah, so let's do that. I actually I think I hear my doorbell ring. <laughs> oh, I just it's the fuzz. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, but what what's happening now is that all this stuff that's going on is not getting the media attention that it should, and that's why that's where we come in. Like the child, there's like child pornography being busted and child trafficking, human trafficking. They're arresting these people. And these are probably headlines. They are headline stories that don't get any attention right now. And yeah. even, even the Black Lives Matter stuff, like St. Paul, Minnesota, or whatever it was, they just burned that whole city down. Like 130 businesses uh, were destroyed among a lot of other things that happened. And it just got no media coverage. It just yeah. goes to show you the agenda even more. I mean, it's so clear right now. And that's why the digital warriors come forward, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. So what we're here for. Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, I don't know, have, have you looked into any of the recent Q drops yeah. at all? I have. Yeah. I'm actually in a group that like saves my life. They're, they're all kind of collectively going through the Q drops as they happen. And so that has, helped me a lot because not only does it help to get other people's perspectives and stuff. And sometimes like there was one time that Q dropped something and I think there were like 20 something of us in, in this group and literally every single one of us had a different interpretation. And so that was really interesting and also kind of cool. But, um, that has helped me because I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I don't have the time to watch really anybody else's content when it comes to YouTube. So I know there are people out there doing decodes and stuff like that, that are, that are awesome at it. And they've, you know, they're always on top of it, but I just don't have the time. So I will read the Q drops. I'll kind of get what I, what I get from them. I'll check my group. Um, I'll check Twitter and, um, yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I've been operating. And the people that have, that do decode, I mean, if you look in the past, we've been wrong about so much. Yeah. So much of it. So now, well, you have, I haven't. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself. I, I am speaking for myself. <laughs> but, and you know, especially with dates and other things, where you know, you know, like whenever they posted ten weeks, everybody just immediately added ten weeks to that date and thought July six means something for sure. I'm like, 
Well, that could, you never know, that 10 weeks could have just been code for something totally else. It could have been the name of some operation that was getting ready to start or whatever. You know, you just never know. That was actually the first time, like every, th- every other, what do we want to say, date friending, <laughs> uh, you know, the other word that we use. Um, when people kind of get into the dates and speculate, you know, that's always kind of on us. And, and most of us in the community, even when we speculate, speculate, we're like, we try to be responsible in saying, this is just speculation. This is just, you know, this is a possibility. Um, because once we get burned a few, several times of like thinking, oh, this is the date, something's going to happen. And then it doesn't pan out. It's, it's hard. But that last one with the 10 weeks was really the, the first time I ever really felt like the date stuff the the speculation for dates in advance was actually coming from Q. Um, that really did feel, I mean, and of course we could arrive at July 6th or whatever it is and nothing can happen and nothing will happen. And we'll find out later that it was actually like, Oh, they meant this. Um, yeah. Well, what's interesting about that date is that if you followed the Nasara Jasara stuff, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. So, if that is to be rolled out, which I know if Aaron follows us a lot, but this is really happening. There's some type of financial reset. And uh, this Nasara is a real thing. It's not a conspiracy theory like people think it is. This is something Kennedy tried to implement. Another reason he was shot. Uh, this was supposed to happen again on 9-11. And a lot happened before that uh, to where Bill Clinton was allegedly signed some bill at gunpoint because of something that was going on. It's, it, there's a lot to it. But if this does happen, it has to be done within, it can't be, it has to be done within 120 days of the election. Not with, within, well, more than 120 Yeah, before days. that. Prior. Prior, prior to, to, yeah. Yeah, at so least 120 days. So that would mean that July 6th is the cutoff day for that. Interesting. So, so that, that may not be a coincidence at all. That may be exactly why also that we hear about this fake ET invasion is supposed to be happening at that exact time. Also, July 4th weekend is what we hear. That whatever is supposed to go down at that time, both sides are preparing for it. And whether, and you know, things change every day. Things change in the fog of war, like I said. So who knows if anything's going to happen at this point because they're constantly changing their plans and their strategy. It's like, you know, all these insiders aren't getting their intel anymore. It's because there is no intel on the battlefield. You're just, you're improvising the whole time. So that's where we're at right now. Yeah, that's interesting. I also am like, is, am I weird that I'm kind of like welcoming the fake alien invasion? Like Ah, as much, no, no, you can't welcome that (laughs) because but think about it. It's like this. Okay. It's like every other limited hangout thing that they've done psyop. It's like, ancient, I don't want to say ancient aliens or Alex Jones or whatever it is, where I honestly think that the, they kind of went into that thinking that they were going to control the information and they underestimated the impact of people waking up and no longer, that, that it goes hand in hand with no longer being controlled. So yes, they could pull off this scary alien invasion and it might be fake and it might freak people out and it might, might cause some may- mayhem. 
But really what they're going to do is like rapid red pill a bunch of people. Even if it ends up being fake, you're going to push people past that cognitive distance. You're going to break through, like you're, you're going to burst a bubble yeah. in people. That's what I think. Well, that's why they haven't done it yet, in my opinion, because that yeah. that's why that's their last card. Because once they do a fake alien invasion, think about it. Like they're, yeah, <laughs> There's no turning back. They're breaking like, <laughs> okay, so, so you're saying, so now aliens are real and they're here. And all this, and even if they find if you people find out it's fake, they're gonna be like, Wait a second, then we have all this to that extent technology, yeah, exactly. So it's like there's so many um levels that they've had hidden away that they're gonna be suddenly revealing, but with that. And if people don't, if if it if it doesn't pan out, they're that's it, they what else can they do? You know, it's like I'm gonna come at this from a totally different angle because okay, I'm ready. Okay, let's just say that ET's. We know ETs are running the planet. The whole reptilian, the, the, the bloodlines, the elite bloodline may or may not even be human, which it isn't. Right. And if there are, let's say, Pleiadians and other races working within Q, like some people have claimed, and other ET races working within the Trump administration and just in, in the military in general, whatever they're doing, these ET races... So let's say they do a fake invasion. What it's doing, these are real people. What it's doing is framing them as murderers. Oh. It's, 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 it's framing them as murderers. And, you know, we might not know about them, but it, it's going to prolong any official first contact that we might have been getting. It would totally prolong and just throw everything off track. So it, as far as the seriousness of that, because, you know, these people have been helping behind the scenes for so long, and that would be the ultimate deep state attack would be to the, the ETs behind Q and Trump and everything yeah. that have been responsible for this entire movement in the first place. Now, all of a sudden, they're framed as murderers. And they can- I, 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 yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't agree. Well, I don't think first contact is going to happen the way a lot of people think also interesting i i think first i think contact in in an open way i mean contact's been happening for one that's it's just not on a open public way for for one so i don't think it's going to happen the way a lot of people the typical like governments are going to come out and say hey aliens are real and here they are and then they're all you know they all suddenly start um coming out into open society everywhere it's going to happen through i i think it's going to be like people's private property like so let's say somebody has a ranch like he said he for example like a ranch with a lot of land uh they're going to set up zones at first at least they're going to do it this way they're going to they're going to come to these specific places that whoever owns that land is going to agree to let this happen and they're going to set up these like contact zones so like you have to come to them they're not going to just come out to everyone because obviously we live in a world where even though people are waking up, like there's many, many people that are not ready for that. Right. And that would be very fearful and resistant to ETs just being out everywhere. How many people would see an Um, ET and still think it's the devil or something like, Oh my God. And there's a lot of religious, you know, I used to be a religious fundamentalist. So I I totally get the mindset. Um, So it's, that's not how it's going to work. It's going to be, you have to come to them to wherever these like areas are. I, I don't know how the details of how other than that, but I know it's going to be, you're going to have to come to them at first. They're not going to just 
Well, and they're coming to people on an individual basis already, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but uh, they're gonna there's gonna be these little zones set up that like you can probably like these communities set up in these areas where you can basically come and live with them if you if you so choose. Did you have a dream then, about this, or how do you? Know um, this? Well, I was already kind <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> I there's people that have had dreams. I was already kind of thinking it would be this way more before, and then Cobra actually recently came out and said this is how it's going to happen. And I, I was like, oh yeah. I definitely think it's confirmed that for me. I definitely think that's potential. Potentially, it it just that's the only thing that makes sense to me, really. But don't you guys, don't you guys think that like, okay, let's say they stage this alien attack, okay, and it gets people thinking like, oh my gosh, aliens are here, they're real, and they are vicious. They want to attack us. Once somebody accepts that there are aliens and that they're here, and this is all real, do you really think it would be that hard to then show them, actually, there are different races of aliens, and they're all very different? Um, So that's why I'm not sure, like, I think once people accept that there are ETs, um, it becomes a lot easier to understand that there are, it's not just one type, you know, it's not just like the little gray guys or little green guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could go either way, I guess, but either way, there's going to be still a significant percentage of the population that will never accept. (laughs) Let's go. I'm ready. Well, I'm just curious, like (laughs) either they're going to have to like form their own communities or, or it's going to be the other way around because I know there's, there's a lot of people on the planet that, you know, the programming is just. Hey, you know what? Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. That's yeah. what I have to say about that. I, I yeah. totally get your point. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally 100%. get your point. I think it could go either way. And if, like you said, if it does happen, it wouldn't be that hard then to convince people. I don't know. It's just my theory on it. I just, uh, and there is a reality. Well, it's going to destroy all religions for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe briefly, but we could get back to incorporating because really, You'd have to. Uh, when you yeah. go back and you look at some of these ancient texts anyway, it's all in there. It's already just, in there. It's just like people aren't looking at that. Yeah, but They're taking, just, they take things very literally that probably were figurative and they take th- things very figuratively that maybe were literal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, all the aliens are demons people, you know, like I, I mean, I used to be one of them back, back in the day. So I understand the mindset there, but uh, I just know so, so many. I don't know personally, but I just, you know, I see these people on the internet and stuff like they're so convinced that anything that's an alien is, is demonic and evil. And it's like, how are you going to, how are these people going to cope with once they yeah. come out? It's like, it's, I just well, don't like see said. that happening. <laughs> well, so I don't know. They're going to have to like go away. Well, we're, we're not or, supposed to even put our energy into worrying about it. I'm that. not worrying about yeah. it. I'm just, I'm just like trying to speculate how it's going to yeah. play out. I, don't know. I guess we'll have to see. So what are, your, what are your thoughts on the potential of a second wave coming of this virus? I don't need, like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, the whole thing is so weird. And there are, I mean, even today, just thinking about the difference in the, um, how it affects children 
that's one of those things like when you brought it up earlier like what was this it almost seems like something that the deep state had planned but then it was taken over and and they were expecting it or wanting it to be much uh you know bigger um oh yeah than it is but um you know, we also know that the numbers are completely inflated. They're, they are, we're seeing so many different reports of things like that. Like, wasn't there a Supreme Court justice whose sister died of, um, because she, what did she have? Um, Alzheimer's, I think. And some of those patients need to be suctioned because they will actually forget to swallow and they can actually drown in their own saliva. And so that was what happened to her sister and they ended up putting that she died of COVID, even though she died because she wasn't suctioned. And so um, they actually um, exhumed the body and had an, a private autopsy done and they were able to show. So anyway, there are lots of cases of things just like that. I was watching they're, a video today. They're also murdering people because they're literally patients. And there, there was a nurse that um, just exposed, I just watched the whole video on YouTube. She was, she had a camera, like a hidden camera and she was, showing like the computer screen, they were marking people as testing positive for COVID or like in the system that they had COVID when they tested negative. Yeah, they'll show People's multiple showing tests. showing it on the screen, multiple, yeah. Multiple tests say that they, they came back negative and they'll yeah. still say that it was positive. And then, they're, and then she's like, yeah, and then they're putting these people on ventilators and the ventilators are burning out their lungs and killing, killing these people. They're literally murdering people. Well, and they, they collect, they collect $13,000 a patient. Yeah. They literally right. have, yeah, and that's a verifiable fact. This. You can look that up. I'm not making that number up. And they're marking right. tests that people that don't that die of other things. It's like you just said, it's COVID. Yeah. They're they're doing like every possible thing to make to inflate the numbers, and it's not working. And they're murdering people, which is it's just insane. It's like the most insane. It's crazy. Away with this. Yeah. I think that even, you know, even when I'm seeing like it's a higher percentage of um, uh, it's more contagious or it's more deadly, you know, by a, you know, by a, a percentage, whatever it is. At what point do we have to have that honest conversation? Like, where do you draw the line? Because we don't do this for the normal flu or for a normal cold, which, by the way, is also dangerous to people with, you know, compromised immune systems. Yeah. And do the people that are, are the people that are advocating that we stay in our homes for the rest of the year and wear masks if we have to leave and all of these different things, are they advocating for us to do that until the end of time? Do human beings have to stay away from each other and wear masks? Because certainly even one person dying is not okay. But like at some point you like humanity has to go on there's we no logic to... there's zero logic to it at all right yeah it's like no. right. okay so now with the flu with this logic we'd have to do this like you just said literally forever literally forever because there's never not a risk of that so like well that's why it's what, so important where's that, the logic here that's why it's so important that we trump defunded the who because that's what they were pushing and yeah right and I actually listened to uh, Scott Kesterson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Mm -mm. Um, I heard him on Larry Gator's podcast, but he was explaining, uh, he worked in some lab and he's, a, he's actually a pastor, but he uh, had some, wherever he had his information from, I don't know, but he said that the whole, this virus, the whole, the whole plan for it really was. So the chemtrails, that they've been hitting us with for decades have a smart dust and a nanobot technology that gets in our skin 
And that's the first step into the AI transhumanism agenda. Uh, this virus also has some of that in it. And it was supposed to work with the smart dust that's already in us. And then the vaccine was the final step. The vaccine was the final step that all three of them would work in unison. And, you know, with the vaccine, they chip you. That they've already, if you've watched some of the tests, they, they do it and then they a little electric shock, which actually trips you just like you chip a dog. But if they would do this, if they were to pull this off, it makes us all trackable. It makes us all controllable. They can, they can start, the mind control works perfectly then. They can create cognitive dissonance within everybody, dumb us down, cause our, our system, our nervous system to fail, if not kill us. And it was, this was part of the plan. And I, I had never heard that theory and how all three were supposed to work in tandem. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. Whole, that whole story Not sucks. Scary at all. Yeah. <laughs> I hate yeah. it. Well, no, thank God that everything's happening the way it is because we don't have to worry about that. No. Yeah, yeah. There still are dummies out there that are falling for it and things like that. And and really, it's fear. There are a lot of people, and and I feel for those people. There are people with uh, compromised immune systems and things like that that are afraid of getting this because I think the majority of the population understands that this isn't going to be harmful to them. But to that, those, the percentage um, of people that are afraid, I feel for them. I truly do. But we all need to just wake up to how they use fear against us and how they can literally get us to do anything when they have us afraid enough. Yeah. Yep. And the thing, the majority of people right now don't understand the magnitude of the times, like of what's happening right now. And that's their whole goal because it's the most important thing that's taking place on this planet in history yet there's still people out there just you know worried about buying a muscle car or something you know right you know what i'm saying it's just i don't know save well, me <laughs> <laughs> i know we're just gonna let's talk about the muscle car for a little bit longer no, actually let's let's shift gears and talk about your past life experience I wanted to yeah. So I've had actually a few because I grew up, my mom was a hypnotherapist. And so I was her guinea pig when I was growing up. And then I became a hypnotherapist when I was in my 20s. So, you know, like 47 years ago. And <laughs> uh, so I've done past life regressions on other people. I kind of, you know, just grown up with it. It's one of my passions. It's, I, I absolutely think it's one of the coolest um, tools that we have. And so I had one done last year and I had four different lives. So the, the thing about past life regression that I find really interesting is that even if you don't believe in reincarnation and you don't believe in past lives, it's still worth it to get a past life regression because somehow these lives that you experience and you really do experience them, it's not like watching some, you know, something on TV, you really feel things and you can smell and, you know, hear and all of that. Um, they always end up being kind of a metaphor for whatever you're going through in your life now. And uh, that could be maybe because if we don't um, overcome some of these, you know, karmic contracts that we come into our lives with, we'll take those problems with us from lifetime to lifetime until we actually like, you know, overcome them. 
Um, or it could, or you could just explain it as your subconscious mind making up a story that's going to allow you to see something at a safe distance so that you can get a new perspective. Because when we're inside something, it's so hard to really see it clearly, you know, when your emotions are tied up in it, et cetera. So that's the interesting thing. But I happen to believe in reincarnation. I happen to believe that these are past lives that we're experiencing. I think it's also possible that we could maybe experience lives that maybe we didn't necessarily live. Like I had one that was very, very clear where I was, uh, was it Louis the 14th? I think it was Louis the 14th. And I was like, no, whatever. But like, maybe I'm able to access that. But there were certain things in that where like, he had a sapphire ring that I saw very clearly and I felt his connection with his mother. I knew nothing about him. And after that past life regression, I went and looked him up and my mind was blown. Like at one point it, the, I was doing a, um, it was a guided meditation, uh, past life regression. And so at one point the guy says to, you're going to hear somebody say your name and that's how you're going to find out what your name is. And I could hear this woman on the other side of a door. I'm in a bedroom and she goes, Louie. And that's how I found out. And I just felt this love for her. And I knew that was my mother. And I, that was something that really stuck with me about this. And then I come to look him up and find out that he had kind of a famous connection with his mother. They were very close. And especially for the time when men weren't like, typically they didn't stay like close to their mothers into adulthood. Um, and again, the Sapphire ring that I saw, I saw a picture of it online. It was in some museum. So a lot of really cool things. Last year, when I had the past life regression, I had four different lives that I went through. One of them, I believe, was off planet because there were certain things about it where like the clothing and the haircut, it looked like Earth and I looked like an Earth human, but certain things as far as like my haircut and the clothing didn't, it, it, there was no timeline where all of these things kind of coexisted, if that makes any sense. And when, you know, typically when you're asked you know, where you are, you can, you can kind of recall that and you can be like, oh, I'm in the state of Wyoming or whatever. And I couldn't place it. I really couldn't place this country or whatever. Um, one of the experiences was it, at the uh, pyramids of Giza. I was a healer. I was this like nine foot tall man that was, I had a staff and I used to, um, which was interesting because I had never heard these theories about the pyramids before I had this experience. Um, which by the way, in my experience, it wasn't a desert. It was lush around these pyramids. Oh, yeah. And I had never even heard that as, so that's why my, my brain was like, no, nah, it couldn't be. It couldn't be because I was like, it's Giza, but it's not because it's lush. So it's got to be somewhere else. But in this memory, I was actually using the pyramids or something that was associated with the pyramids to actually harness this blue light from the earth that was like the source, like coming from the pyramids. And I was able to heal people <laughs> with a staff. I mean, it sounds so crazy. It sounds so wacky, but this was my memory. And it really like opened my mind up to, you know, um, when we're given history, we're told these like specific things and it might not be at all what we think, you know, the history of our world is. Um, in one of the moments, actually, this was the first time I ever had an actual alien experience in a, in a regression, not only myself, but even um, doing re regressions on other people. And this wasn't a lifetime I experienced. This was, so different um, regressionists have different 
ways that they'll bring you, take you in and out of lives. And sometimes they'll have you like reading through a book and then you'll go through the book. Or sometimes they'll have you walking down a staircase and opening a door and then suddenly you're in that life or you're plopping down on earth and suddenly you're in this person's body. This, she had me going into a room where it was dark and it was just a bunch of shadowy figures and somebody would step into the light and that would be the life that I would be going into and I would go with them. Only this time, it was a tall gray alien that stepped into the light and I didn't go with them. But the message that I received for the, from that was basically like, hi, we exist. That was all. That was like all I needed. So I don't know if that was me in a previous lifetime. I don't know if that was just like some kind of contact. I don't know if that was just to kind of open my brain up to the possibility of those things, but interesting nonetheless. <laughs> so how many, how many sessions did you actually have? How many half lives did you go into? Well, in this, in this one session, I had four, four lives. Well, if you count the alien, <laughs> yeah. um, one, I was like, it was like the sixties and I was like this mountain man named Bruce. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the so there's always like a lesson right there's always a lesson that comes along with the life oh, yeah. um the one that i think that i had off planet was it was a mother and she was trying to protect her baby and what i took away from that life was really how how lucky how easy i have it on this planet as far as worry and concern she had actual concerns of threats of like protecting her baby and like my life is pretty like easy, but I went through postpartum depression really, really badly and, and anxiety. And ever since I had my son, I had this really crazy, just fear, just fear of the world. Um, and so that put things into perspective for me in my own life. I was like, huh, I actually am in a very safe life here. Um, the, the mountain man life was like, he lived in the, he lived in the woods essentially. And he had kind of, uh, distanced himself from society and didn't have any human contact. And the end, at the end of his life, when he's in a hospital, he's thinking he's having so many regrets about the fact that he didn't connect with people and that he was essentially dying alone. And so it was my message that, you know, human connection in this life is very important to me. So did you, were you taken through the death experience in those lives? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say the death experience, but, I, but, you know, for example, like the, the Bruce dude <laughs> in the sixties, that's how I knew it was the sixties because really the majority of his life was spent out in the woods. It could have been really any time period other than like he had a beard and flannel and whatever. But at the end I could see him in the hospital. Um, I have never done the, like going through the death process into between lives, which is something I would really like to do. Um, yeah, I've done that. Have you? Yeah, I've done a few past life regressions, but that was one of them. Like I, I was actually like hunting. I was like a Mayan warrior, and I was hunting. And I was speared by a boar, and that while I was hunting, and that's how I died in one of my past lives. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like you feel that pain, but at the same time, and there's like a, yeah, a common trend that came up in every one of my past lives was like loneliness. And that's something that actually I'm still like, I think this is the lifetime right now that I'm supposed to actually heal that or conquer that or whatever it is. But yeah, it's fascinating. It's definitely fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. One time I was off planet and I was some type of ET. We were very, uh, very simple, very, we didn't have 
we we were like highly advanced, but technology wasn't like we imagined it. We were just could we could like levitate and and telepathically talk, but we lived up in these gigantic trees, and you only came to the ground to hunt and gather because uh, there was a threat from some type of uh, some type of animal, which I didn't get to see, but I encountered a Sasquatch that was explaining everything to me. It was wild. But, and then I had to go back up and bring and bring all these gifts and food and everything back to the tribe up in the tree. And I just remember like floating up there and like giving everybody being so grateful and so thankful that they got all their stuff that I gave them everything. And I remember going into my quarters, like this hollowed out part of the tree, all the places that we slept in, they weren't big rooms or how we didn't, we never spent any time inside. You just slept there. Everything was done outside. And it, I remember going in there and still being like overwhelmed with this loneliness. And then I encountered this gigantic bird who ended up, I ended up interfacing with and getting some message about a galactic federation or something. It was wild, but it That's was so cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So do you, have you considered like getting back into that and doing these regressions again? Because you totally should. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it's hard. The, when I got into hypnotherapy, I just wanted to do all past life regressions all the time. But unfortunately, once you get into an office and you've got overhead, then you just start, you know, you just have to do hypnotherapy and whatever comes to you comes to you. And so that was, you know, X number of years ago, there weren't as many, let's say, enlightened people on the planet at that time. And so mostly what I was doing was like weight loss, smoking cessation, anxiety. I was helping guys with their golf game. You know, it was stuff like that. And so while I like to help people and I enjoyed that stuff, it, I wasn't really doing enough past life regressions to make it like super interesting for me. And I couldn't like just put down my, put my foot down and be like, no, I just, I'm just going to do past life regressions because I couldn't have like made it work. But I do wonder if now there's more of a demand, if there's more interest in that kind of a thing, people, people's minds are more open to it. You will flourish if you do that, believe me. And you don't, you can do it from your home. Free, freelance, yeah, you don't know. You can do it from yeah. your home. Via oh, that means I got to clean my home. I got to do my dishes. No, I mean, no, I mean, via <laughs> Zoom, via Zoom. It's, it, it, yeah, you, I, I could, I could, but I, like, I'm very, I'm kind of a snob when it comes to, um, when it comes to the hypnosis aspect of it and getting people to a certain depth. And there are just things that you just can't do via phone. Like you have to do it in person, yeah. um, at least the first time. And then when you, once you establish, establish that hypnosis, then it's a lot easier to do it, you know, remotely. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know if I'd be super into even doing it remotely. I think I would just want to do it in person, at least at I, first. I agree with that. I've had two in person and one remotely, but the one remotely was my third one. So I really knew what to expect. I've already kind of been, you know, I've been weathered as I guess you can say. <laughs> so I already had experience in it and I eat the first time was, I don't think I got as deep as I could have. The second time was really, was really profound. But the third time, even though it was long distance, because I had a better understanding of what to expect and what I was going to go through. That was like, the most vivid experience of all three of them, and it was long distance. 
Yeah, it's like flexing a muscle. It's like learning how to do. It's like when, um, you know, when you meditate and things like that. I had a, I actually had a major league baseball player that I used to hypnotize. And he was really into meditation. He had a very strong mind-body connection. So he was just, he went down like, like a bag of rocks every single time. He was like the best candidate um, ever. Um, and not everybody is like that. So that's why you really have to cater to each individual person and know exactly, like I, I test people before I hypnotize them to find out how they process information. Because if you're not speaking to somebody in the way that they process information, their brain is going to reject it. It's going to fight you and they're not going to go down as hard. So some people are super literal and some people are the opposite of that. And you need to find out like where on the scale they lie so that you don't say the wrong thing. Because if you tell somebody who's very literal, your hand is going to fly up off the desk. They're going to be like, no, it's not. <laughs> My hand doesn't fly, <laughs> you yeah. know? And so it, they're, you know, kind of all of these little tricks. I get that too. And it's, and it's preparation in the individual beforehand, as far as not drinking caffeine and just eating the right thing, yep. uh, which is important also. Very important. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to have, you don't want to have caffeine. You want to make sure you get enough protein. Like you want to have your body very stable when you go for hypnosis yeah, and not, and not on drugs, by the way, that's one of the other th reasons why I like to do it in person. Like I want to gauge somebody. I want to know, you know, if they're on drugs, if they've been drinking something like that, because I'm not going to hip hypnotize somebody. Yeah. They take a hit of DMT and like, Kate, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> then they don't need me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I want to do that by the way. I really do. Just oh, once in my life. Incredible. I, you, I yeah? talked about an experience on the past episode before, but yeah, it's uh, it's wild. If you really do achieve that blast off, you really do enter somewhere else entirely. And there are no words for what you're seeing because we have no reference points for that type of stuff. The colors, the, this, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, I but want there's that. A, there's also the potential for a very bad trip, and it can be the scariest thing, and you'll you'll want to run from the experience, but there's a lesson learned in it. It's very short, right? That's the thing that mm -hmm. I like about it, right? It only lasts a few DM minutes. Is that true? EMT is very short. Ten, ten minutes. Okay. Ten minutes. See, right? I, that it can handle. Like, I was always, <laughs> when I was in eighth grade, all my friends, we all went to a, um, a golf co uh, course and um, took acid. Only I literally put mine in my mouth and scooped it out immediately because I was terrified. So then the rest of the day I had to be like, oh yeah, tripping balls, dude. <laughs> and I was like, why are you falling asleep? I'm like, I just, I'm just tripping out so bad. Uh, so I totally had to fake it. Um, and I've taken mushrooms several times in my life, but like just, I liked that because I could, I'm such a control freak that I would just like nibble on a little bit, see how I felt, nibble on a little bit more. And I never got to the place where I was like, like messed up from it i really just had the giggles and would see like a few things um but yeah drugs terrify me i don't even like smoking pot no I that's mean, too much for me but yeah it's very short it's like 10 minutes uh it's, yeah acid's like hours oh right? it's like hours hell on earth <laughs> it's like all day yeah that's my biggest i haven't done it i just heard i've i've had friends that have done it and they're like oh yeah the last like 12 hours like, yeah, like you had to set aside like an entire day to do acid. Yeah. <laughs> Doing nothing the else. thing about DMT also is that it, it only lasts 10 minutes, but you can do it before work if you wanted 
it just wears off like that and you can go back about your day like nothing happened it doesn't have a last <laughs> smoke break <laughs> yeah dmt dmt Come break hey guys i'm gonna go to the dmt it's break because our right. brain already produces dmt you know yeah so i don't understand how it all works but it's 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 pretty wild it doesn't have a lasting effect definitely not that's yeah. good but it's an intense short Oh, it's period, well, it depends right? on how much you do. Depends yeah. on how much you do. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I never imagined we'd be talking about this, but uh, no, I know. At this point <laughs> in my life, I probably won't end up doing it. I'm probably a little long in the tooth to like even be considering it. But I have to admit, like, it's still very interesting to me. Yeah. Hey, if Joe Rogan can do it, yeah. Then... <laughs> uh, that's like, true. How old like is his, he? He's in his fifties now. He was okay. born in '67. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? He looks good. He does, yeah. He's in his fifties now. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Anyway, I don't know how long have we been going for, but uh, I don't even know. Yeah. Any, any. Well, there's the. Yeah, but that's but when never, you start right. the. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I never know when you started that. Yeah, we probably been going for an hour and forty-five minutes, no, or did you? Just it's probably about there? an hour right now. Oh. Okay. Yeah, just going back to in general, uh, what I've been seeing a lot too is all the infighting online within the community and just in general people attacking each other uh you know we just we got to remember that we're at war right now and we have to cut each other some slack like no one knows what they're doing you know even we're trying to call each other out and this and that but everything's changing every day everybody's emotions are taking over people are getting triggered so we just have to remember to cut each other some slack give each other a break and uh fully and we keep yeah. trying to call people out and putting blame elsewhere when if this is not how it works. So that just means we're falling for their trap, you know. Totally. We have to have patience with each other right now because everybody, not only are we dealing with these worldly events that suck, we are all dealing with our own personal struggles too because this is a spiritual war. And we are, there are internal things that are, I mean, like, it's do or die time. Like, it's like the time of like, no, I think I'm going to figure this out later in life. That's past. We all need to figure it out now. And that's really hard. And now you've got everybody doing it at the same time. Of course, there's going to be a lot of tension. But um, I really believe that, I mean, a lot of people find um, guidance from all kinds of places. And, you know, uh, some people can, you know, whatever, read tarot cards or meditate and connect to people. And, and all of those things are great. But I also think, I truly believe that we are on this planet for a reason. And it's to connect with other human beings, to not only help them through their journeys, but also accept the help from them. Because otherwise, there would be no point in us being here. If the whole point was to get divine guidance, like we could do that from anywhere. But we are on earth in this particular body at this particular time, to work on this stuff and we need each other for it. So we can't forget that. And be vulnerable and yeah. don't be afraid to ask for help. And also I, I know some people, like if they go into tarot card readings or whatever, they, they, do you have any questions? That's one thing they ask you, do you have any questions? And people might not even want to ask a question because they're afraid of the answer, but that answer might be exactly what they need to hear so they can evolve and break free from whatever they're going through. So don't be afraid to ask those questions. Don't be afraid to ask for help. That's why if you have a gift, like you're able to regress somebody and take them into a past life, you know, uh, utilize it. Like you said, that's why we're here. 
So I'm going to call you after this and book a session. <laughs> You're going to start your business tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <Done>. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I do need to do that. <clears throat> no, don't listen to me, but you, you know what you need to do more than I More everything you said. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, I'm going to leave there. I know. I just don't know if now is the time. Like you said, this is war happening right now, and maybe this is something for, another, for like at the end of this to everybody heal from all of this stuff. I just don't know if now is yeah. the time. There'll be a massive protest going out, going on outside your front door and be like, don't worry about that. Let's check yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Right. People might not want to come back to this world. You know what I mean? Like they're sure. going to want me to, yeah. what was that movie? Um, office space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was office space where he, yeah. He gets, he dies, but then the guy dies before yeah. you can yeah, snap yeah. out of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be asking me for that. The office space special. Yes. <laughs> the office space special. All right. Well, I guess we can start wrapping it up. It seems like an appropriate time. So thank you yeah. so much for coming on. This is awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah. Yes. Keep thank doing, you. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, do you have any announcements for anybody? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other than follow me on Twitter, my Twitter, I'm very active on Twitter at Kate at Kate underscore awakening. And then I have my YouTube channel, which I do my live chats every Tuesday nights. And those are cool. I go over the current events, but I also at the end of it, go through questions. It's very, um, like intimate like that. I, I make sure to keep space for people to, you know, so I can actually talk to them and, you know, talk them through this great awakening because it's hard, just like with the things that we were talking about. So check yep. that out too. It's the Kate awakening. Are you sure you don't have any announcements? <laughs> I'm sure I could sit here and think of more. I, um, I didn't know e you wanted to touch on ESETI at all. Oh yeah. So I don't really, <laughs> I would love to announce ESETI, but I really don't have all of the details right now. Um, I believe it's going to be July 23rd through the 26th and uh, they should be announcing that shortly and I will be speaking there as far as I know <laughs> um, when everything gets solidified I'll definitely let people know about that though well by the time this airs you know the tickets will be on sale they, they, oh. they went on sale today just for lodging but the conference... just for camping and lodging yeah so far see you guys know more than I do <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, probably about everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> uh i i don't know what i was saying oh yeah aaron and i will be there aaron we, yeah. we yes. will be there hanging out so anybody who wants to come hang out grab a ticket and hang out with us and guaranteed good time definitely definitely and definitely. we're going to be at camp disclosure uh at the end of august uh we're in north carolina north carolina August 27th through the 31st, we'll have the Experiencers Lounge. We're going to have set up music. We're doing live podcasts, interviewing people, uh, recording their experiences, compi compiling it for a uh, highlight video. We're going to be going on some hikes. Just it's going to. There's a, James will be there. James Gilliland will be there also. He's doing some CE5s. There's so much stuff. It's really going to be awesome. It's really going to cool. Be, so uh, we'll have that link in the description. Uh, if you want to get yourself a ticket, uh, they're limited and it's going to be a great time. So come hang out. And, uh, I'm talking to you too, Kate. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'd like to go. I'd like uh, to go. Maybe that's where I'll hypnotize you. Yeah. Or study. Yeah. There you go. No, I'll be way too nervous at study. Uh, <laughs> I'll be way too nervous after maybe, I speak. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll have to hypnotize you then. Yeah. Yeah. You won't be nervous. Yeah. That, <laughs> just being out there in general was hypnotizing enough. I think. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. Have you been? I have no study? idea what I'm in. No, I haven't. Oh, I just like I'm hearing so many things. I'm like. Treat. It literally gives me bubble guts just even thinking about it. I'm like so nervous and so excited at the same time. Oh, that place is amazing. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna love it. It's yeah. There's a it's weird a, energy magical. there. There's a weird energy there. Corey Good described it the best when I wouldn't say amazing energy. Yeah. <laughs> but but he described it's, it the best. It almost like you feel buzzed. Like almost like a little bit of a high kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's got a high vibration energy. Like as soon as you go there, you'll feel it. You're like, yeah. whoa, this is, it feels amazing to me at least. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Beam me up. I'm ready. Right and now. you'll see, you'll see ships flying every night, every single night around the sky. And yeah. That's so cool. I saw orbs and fairies and stuff too. Yeah. I had a bunch of Sasquatch experiences. Yeah, Sasquatch encounters. I had, I Dude, had I'm leaving today. I had one throw yeah. a rock at me from the yeah, yeah, entire rock. Yeah. Wasn't there a story about a girl getting her butt pinched? She yeah. was like, yeah. I love you, Sasquatch, and she yeah. felt her butt get grabbed, and then yeah, she yeah. nobody was there. I love that. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I want that. <laughs> I want Sasquatch <laughs> to grab my butt. I do. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, they're probably listening right now. So just we can set, end the show now. We talked about set that intention. Yeah. <laughs> Sasquatch. I'm numchi by. I'm numchi by. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And make sure to go check out Kate's channel. Come to ESETI. Come to Camp Disclosure. Uh, keep doing your part out there online, uh, calling everybody out, calling the deep state out, exposing everything because that's what we can do without uh without really sinking down to their level we can we can at least sit home and call them out because that's what we have to do uh thanks for listening and we will see you guys next week Good night. Is it over? Not to the fish jumps. It's over.